0: everyone, welcome back. It's the You Made New Podcast. I'm JC. We today are in episode, oh my gosh, 14. I always look and then I forget. In season two, we're still talking about the health of the mind. You'd think we'd reach the end of this, wouldn't you? Think, how can we do a whole season on that? And yet, I feel like we're barely cracking the surface. This is really the great um, adventure of life is getting our minds to be purified and whole and renewed. And, and so boy, my adventure still continues. I hope you're with me and you're finding the same to be true in your life. I, I mean, if you've been listening to the episodes in order, you know, that's true of me. (laughs) I basically had a meltdown on the podcast, (laughs) Um, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I, I didn't realize when I started this uh, season that the Lord was going to kind of use my own life as the clear object lesson. Um, <laughs> but, but that's what's happened. And I've had my own mental battles as I've recorded these different subjects. It's funny. It's just been causing all this. No, probably not causing stuff in my life, but things have been happening that have given me a lot of material <laughs> out of my own mind and my own just mess. Um, And again, I was pretty real about that the last couple episodes. I actually had to go back and read or listen to the last one. I didn't want to, to tell you the truth, because I, I, after I recorded, I'm like, I don't even know what that was. (laughs) It kind of just felt like, you know, a big rambling mess of my emotion, but it's okay. That's what it's, that's what it looks like. And I'm, I'm fine with putting that out there because if we think that the, um, the renewing and remodeling of the mind isn't a messy process. We've got a few things to learn. It is messy, and I'm okay with that. I, I need Christ. I need him so desperately because my mind is becoming more sound. But boy, we're not out of the woods yet. There's still work to be done. I, as I've thought about this process, a, a quote came to mind. You've probably heard it if you follow C.S. Lewis at all. It comes from his book, Mere Christianity. And this is how my life feels right now. Maybe you can relate. Um, He says, imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps you can understand what he is doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing and So you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and, and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he's building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little coll- cottage, but he's building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. Um, it, it's funny, as I've looked back on the past maybe month or two in my life. It hasn't felt like he's building a new wing. It's almost felt like the um, demolition (laughs) part of the reconstruction of my mind where he came in with a sledgehammer and we're like, okay, we're just going to take this part out and this part out. Um, It's just kind of been messy. And again, I'm okay with that. If I keep in my mind the vision that he is making me new, he's making my mind new. He's restoring it and rebuilding it. And if that takes some demolition along the way, so be it. So today we are going to talk maybe about, because it's been what's happening in my life, we're going to talk about, um, I think, one of the things that he loves to do most if we will let him. As we invite him into our house, into our mind, and ask for that rebuilding and reconstruction and renewal of our mind. I think one of the things that he loves to do is walk into the dark basement, whatever it is, dark corners, dark closets, where we've got stuff repressed and hidden. And he likes to throw those doors open and say, guess what? We're, we're going to deal with this stuff. <laughs> you've been pushing it out of sight um, long enough. And let's let's just quit shoving it into a closet and pretending like you've got your act together. feels really good to live in denial, I know. But he he is not interested in us remaining in that state. I, I did an episode on this in season one. It's called The Dangers of Denial. So you can go back and listen to that one if you want to tag team with this episode. But this episode, I want to talk a little bit more about maybe not so much denial as repression, suppression. I think, especially as women, and forgive me if you're a guy listening to this, I don't think it's just a woman thing. But often as women, we we are mothers and we're holding so many things together. We've got so many balls in the air and we're juggling. And sometimes we just don't have the emotional energy to deal with stuff. And so the fact that I shove some stuff in the closet in my mind isn't always that I'm being irresponsible. I think sometimes it's just like I can't cope with this right now, and I make a subconscious decision just to shove it down. Some some dark emotions I may be feeling about something and or just um, some type of thing. I don't have the time or energy to process. And, you know, I will say, um, having been in quarantine, having life slowed down, our church congregation isn't meeting at all. I mean, that's stopped. Everything, I'm still working, and I know a lot of people that still are. Moms are still um, schooling kids at home, so it's not like everything's stopped. But I've noticed now... That can't be my excuse as much anymore to say, I just don't have time to deal with this. It's almost like I feel like the, the Lord's laughed like, well, now you do. <laughs> so we're going to deal with we're going to take this opportunity to look at that deep, dark closet. In fact, it's interesting when I joke about that meltdown over the past couple of weeks. Don't you agree that sometimes. When we are the type of personality that just pushes stuff down and pushes stuff down, kind of, it might be a people pleaser kind of thing where we're just trying to paste on a smile. No, that's fine. That's fine. And we push down our true feelings. It could be, could be because we're trying to avoid confrontation. We don't want to make waves. We don't want to cause conflict. I mean, there could be a lot of different reasons. Um, It could be that we just are overwhelmed by some feelings or or things that we're noticing in our minds. And so we shove them, shove them deep down because we just don't know what to do with them. Maybe we'd process them if we knew, but they scare us a little bit. So we shove them into that closet and lock the door, whatever the, the case may be. Um, we cannot have a renewed mind with that deep, dark stuff in the basement. We can't just be a house that puts on a fancy front, but we have all these secrets these hidden skeletons in our closet it's funny when we were raising our kids we built a home up in Idaho and I I designed the floor plan because we had such unique needs for our family um but we we did we did a front room where you could walk into the front room but there were some doors that you could close before so that you couldn't see when people come over they couldn't see into the kitchen and family room which was almost always destroyed cuz seven kids i mean we it was you know i'm just not that anal. And so it was just, it was a work in progress. I had kids live there. And so it was dirty most of the time, which I was fine with. We we did the best we could. But I loved those doors <laughs> because if it was really bad. I mean, people came into my house and I would walk them in my kitchen in the mess. I was fine. You know, this is what it is. Welcome. Come in. This is our reality. But some days it was nice to be able to close those doors um, and not let people see <laughs> Oh, yeah, here's our beautiful front room. This is how we live. <laughs> but I think we do that with our minds. We just shove stuff out of the way because either we want don't want others to see it or we ourselves don't want to see it. And so we suppress. I mean, uh, we repress it and it's a subconscious thing. Um, so my little meltdown brought brought that like threw open the doors to those closet closets in my mind. And some things just came rushing out that I had not let myself look at. Some really kind of toxic feelings. I'd anger, really angry about something. And I don't let myself get angry very often. And I pat myself on the back about it. You know, we like to call it like, oh, I've, I've mastered that. No, actually, I just shoved it deep down. The anger, Those feelings were still there and they can only be held down for so long. And with uh, everything I was going through, they kind of just popped up to the surface. It's like trying to hold a beach ball underwater, right? You can do it for a while, but the pressure when we repress those feelings are still there and so out they came and as i was i was feeling actually a lot of um shame over it like i just oh i hate that i'm feeling all of these toxic feelings and and they'd finally burst out and really the temptation was to just shove them back down but i could really feel the lord pulling me to just take a deep breath and to look at some of these things and let him help me heal them heal them (laughs) Um, it was funny. I was I was opening my scriptures it was just, again, having a real raw morning with him and just trying to be prayerful about everything I was experiencing through this whole thing. And, and I opened my scriptures. I love to do this sometimes. Like, I know it's not everybody's favorite thing, but I, me, I love to just open it and go with that page and just see if there's a message for me. Occasionally, it's been very powerful practice. It doesn't always work, but I opened it and there was a page that I had previously highlighted that had the word repent on it like six times. Just everywhere my eyes looked, it was a repent, 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 repent. <laughs> and I, I will be honest with you. I started cracking up laughing. I was like, okay, yeah, I know. I know. I need to repent. I have all this toxic stuff and I, I know I need to repent. And so it was kind of this funny little moment. I kept, you know, having my study time. But I noticed something later. I was walking around my kitchen and I, I took a second and I noticed that for the past hour, I had been fighting feelings of shame, that message of repent that came out of the scriptures. And I knew it was, I mean, I had felt that that was, that was from God. That was him saying, no, it's time, JC, it's time. I was feeling all this shame. That I was even in that place at all. And this, I mean, I felt like a kid being put in time out. Like, I know, I know it's terrible that I'm feeling these things. And I was just flooded with shame. And in that moment, oh, I'm going to get emotional again. Why can't I get my act together lately? In that moment, I had this wash of peace come over me. That said to my mind, J.C., you've forgotten what the word repent means. You've forgotten, um, and I know this well. I've even taught this in so many lessons, and well, I think I've probably talked quite a bit about it in, in episode or season one. I just don't always remember how much I've I've gone there. But the the Greek word for repentance in the New New Testament is metanoia, and it means a change of mind a change of mind. And isn't that what I've been asking for through this whole season, what we've been talking about? We want a remodeling, a change in our mind. Another way to um, phrase the Greek metanoeo is to adopt a new view, to see things in a new way. This is a mind shift. Um, The one quote, I don't think I've used it before. Forgive me if I have. I should have taken better notes on everything I've used in every episode, but This comes from religious writer um, and teacher Theodore M. Burton. And this shifted my view on repentance so much. And that morning, I'd kind of forgotten and just let myself drift back into that place of shame. But this is what he says in the New Testament, the Greek writers use the Greek word metanoeo to refer to repentance. Metanoeo is a compound word in the context in which meta and noeo, are used in the New Testament, the word means a change of mind, thought, or thinking so powerful that it changes one's very way of life. Then he says this, confusion came, however, when the New Testament was translated from Greek into Latin. Here, an unfortunate choice was made in translation. The Greek word metanoeo was translated into the Latin word pueniter. I probably butchered that. The Latin root poen in that word is the same root found in our English words, punish, penance, penitent, and repentance. So he says, the beautiful meaning of the Hebrew and Greek words was thus changed in Latin to a meaning that involved hurting, punishing, whipping, cutting, mutilating, disfiguring, starving, and even torturing. It's no small wonder then that people have come to fear and dread the word repentance, which they understand to mean repeated or unending punishment. And hadn't I done that? That he, i my eyes fell on those words in the scriptures, repent, 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 repent. And immediately I felt shame over it. Like I was being punished. Like he was scolding me and shaking his finger at me and saying, JC, repent. It felt stern, and again, that was my perception. I'm not saying, I, I don't believe the Lord was communicating that way. And that's, I think, why he called me on it in my kitchen and said, you're shaming yourself. You've forgotten. Repentance isn't scolding. It's not me belittling you and shaming you for having these toxic feelings. It's me inviting you to shift, to, to clean out those dark closets in your head Open that door Ooh. and with me, holding your hand and giving you the strength that you need to look at those things, to be healed, to let me heal you of them. Not keep shoving them in the closet and closing the door. That's not healing. You're, you're patting on your back, yourself on the back and thinking you've got your act together when all you've done is shoved all your baggage out of the way. It's like my house that we built. We just closed the doors to the mess. And we keep people in the front room and then we think our whole reality is the front room. It's not. There's a whole mess that needed to be brought out and he used some life circumstances to reveal those things. And then I instantly shamed shame myself over that. Um, But I misinterpreted his invitation was one of healing. It was a good thing. It's like a doctor telling you have, you have cancer. Do you Do we get angry? Maybe we do. I don't know. Maybe we get mad at the doctor, but really he's trying to help, isn't he? He's not patting you on the back in denial and saying, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Just go home and drink more water and sleep more. And no, he's being very real and saying, no, there's an aggressive cancer in you. And we need to fight that. We need to do all we can. And so I feel like the Lord with our minds, he isn't trying to damage us when he helps show us the things that need to be healed. He's diagnosing us like a physician. He called himself a physician in the scriptures. He says, I came for those who are sick, who need that healing. And so I really had a moment where I was, um, I let myself shift and see it as a beautiful, loving gift that when I opened those pages that said, repent, 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 he was saying, JC shift, shift, let's, let's draw these things out. Look at them, and I'll help you shift them, so they are bright and filled with light, and not dark and toxic. And you don't have to shove them into the closet anymore. Um, part of that has involved, and again, I, you know, I, my people-pleasing past. I've I've had some codependent um baggage to to work through, and still working through in terms of not knowing how to say no and being so worried about offending people and pleasing people and. And so a lot of my shoving and suppressing of my own feelings, I've done it in my marriage just to keep the peace just because I don't want to fight or just because, you know, and, and I've, he's been teaching me more how to let go of those unhealthy coping mechanisms because that's really what they are. We we can believe that we're the nice ones. We're just trying to keep the peace. But what if he wanted you to have a discussion on that? What if the feelings you have are, were valid and needed to be, um, Acknowledged, not suppressed. He's slowly teaching me that um, these were things that need to be dealt with. I I think that the hard part about it is when you suppress toxic stuff, it can really masquerade as you're being (laughs) Christ-like. I really thought that all my efforts to suppress my true feelings, to keep the peace, I thought I was being Christ-like. Just shove it under the rug. Just don't, you know, don't make a big deal out of it. Put on a smile. Go serve. Go do, you know, just it's okay. It felt masqueraded as, as a Christ-like way of living. And so I think that's the danger in suppressing and locking these dark closets. He wasn't that way. He was not a people pleaser. (laughs) When he had something to say, he would boldly say it. And he made people mad all the time. Not, and again, not that I'm saying we should walk around just making (laughs) making people angry. Do you see how this can be complicated? But to have the discernment where sometimes I need to speak, not suppress. This has been a learning curve for me. I'm sure before we're done, I'm not sure what I'm doing for the next episode, but we'll probably touch on this for, for a little bit longer. Just because the cleaning out of the mind and the remodeling of the mind Includes the dark corners and the locked closets. Um, And if he has used some circumstances in your life lately, like he has in mine, to reveal some things and you're tempted to because they bring up shame and they bring up toxic stuff. If you're tempted to quickly shove that back in the closet and slam that door because you just can't go there. Maybe look at his invitation to repent as the way I had to as a gentle, sweet, loving, kind invitation to help us shift those things. JC together, let's open that closet and let's, um, let's cope with this together. Like I said, I was dealing with some anger over something. It was flat out. I was ticked. I was mad. And because that felt so unchristlike, I would just bury it and think that that, uh, that I'd done well, but the anger was still there. And when it came shooting back out, and it took me allowing myself to feel it, not repress it, to acknowledge it, notice it, feel it, own it, and then take it to him and say, OK, I got to work through this because shoving it down is still um, causing problems in that relationship that I was having some anger with. It's it's still coming out in other, you know, passive aggressive ways, <laughs> And so it was good. It finally felt therapeutic to just throw those closets open. Granted, I'm sure I have several more that we haven't even looked at yet, him and I. But this one, the one he opened today, it feels good to get some fresh air into that space and let some of those things come out. Um, I hope this was helpful. I hope that you're not too intimidated or freaked out by the process of the renewal of the mind. It, it, It can be tough. But again, we have a savior. We have a redeemer. If he's doing some work on your living house today that you don't like, (laughs) he's coming in and doing some demolition. Remember, it's in preparation to build a new wing, to throw up some towers, as C.S. Lewis said, to construct some courtyards and make you into a palace. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful week this week.